Hi, and welcome to Unwind With Us, Soulful Conversations with Sahai. Here is where you'll find open and honest conversations about, well, life. My name is Sahai, and by no means am I an expert at life. But I do happen to know that there are a lot of people with stories to tell, and those stories are filled with lots of opportunities for growth. So however you found yourself here, I'm glad you're on this journey with me. Hi, and welcome to Unwind With Us. I am so excited about this episode because I think of all the episodes I've done, this might be the episode that I have needed so deeply, so deeply. I'm I'm so excited you guys could join us. Today we have um, my childhood, we have two guests. We have my childhood best friend, which I you've heard me talk about a lot um, in other in other podcasts. So you've heard her, you've heard me mention her in other podcasts. She has been my friend since um, the second grade. And I like to tell people about her. This is how we became friends. I went up to her and I said, hi, my name is Sahai. Like, say hi. Would you like to be my friend? And she said yes. And she meant it. Because here we are. <laughs> I love that. Many, many years later, and we're still best friends. And so I have Ashley with me. Ashley, would you like to say hi? Hello. And Ashley has um, a Darling, darling 12-year-old. I'm actually wearing her shirt, Love Always. She um, is upstairs, so you may see her come in. Um, her and Ashley, or Alasia is her name. Alasia and Ashley are here with me. And then I also have Ellie, whom you can't see right now because her camera seems to be going wonky. <laughs> but I have Ellie here. And Ellie, I work with. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Ellie, I work with. Ellie is, I work with, she's also a client of mine um, with personal training. And so I've gotten to know her pretty well um, over the last, really more intensely since we've been training together, but I've gotten to know her over the last few yeah. years also. So in the wee hours of the morning, I make her work out at four in the morning. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Ellie actually, and I love it. <laughs> Ellie is engaged and she is about to be married. Is it in June? Yep, June 7th. Is her? So that is super exciting. Her and her fiance Chuck are just amazing, amazing people. Um, and so I'm so excited to have them on. Um, now, my, these two lovely people, I would like to tell you guys a little bit about just my journey really quickly. I um I found when when you grow up, people lose people in their lives at different rates um, and at different times. And for me, I've been fortunate enough to I haven't really lost anybody super close to me. Um, I still have my mom, my dad, my sisters, my cousins. Right. I just have never really lost somebody close to me. And so when loss started happening around me, I didn't know how to respond. Um, and I didn't know what that person needed. And I think it's one of those things where unless you've been through it, you don't know what a person needs. And that's why I wanted to have this podcast. I know um, Ashley um, has lost her mother and she's lost her sister. And we'll dive into those a little bit more um, later. But those were two different occasions where she lost somebody and I didn't know how to support her. I didn't know how to be there for her which was really difficult um, for me because I wanted to be 
a best friend to my best friend. And then I know Ellie. Ellie lost her brother a couple of years ago. Your camera went off again. Um, oh, man. And I know, was it two years ago? Actually, last year. Was it last year? Okay, last year is when yeah. you lost your brother. And I, I didn't really know Ellie too well. We worked together. But when she lost her brother, all the things that I wanted to say or do, and I didn't because I didn't know, right? Yeah. And I don't think it was until even recently, fairly recently, where I would even say anything about her brother because I didn't know. And so I, I figured if I am in this position where I want to come alongside my friends that are hurting, then I can't be the only one, right? And so I was hoping that you two um, beautiful show, souls could help um, me and us unpack this kind of wild ride. So called life, right? <laughs> Yeah. So um, I want to start with you, Ashley. Do you want to kind of tell a little bit about how you, about your losses, about losing your mom and your sister? And yeah. So for me, um, my father's never really been in my life. So growing up, it was me, my sister, and my mom, and then Sahai's family who adopted me as well. And then in 2015, um, my sister had had passed away um, due to situation and circumstance. She she did not overdose, but she definitely had drank and used prescription pills, which led to her liver failing. And um, that was in 2015. And ironically, that's the same year I found out I had breast cancer. And then my grandmother passed away on New Year's Day of 2016. And then my mother passed away in 2020. So right at the start of COVID. And my mom passed away due to lung cancer. So, so 15, 16, and then 20. Yes. Okay. Yep. Sorry, we lost Ellie for a second. We just wanted to get her back on. <laughs> so you, your, your mother, your grandmother, and then your sister. Nope. Holly, then my grandmother, and then, then mom. my mom. Sorry. Yep. And I do know that. I don't know why I repeated that wrong. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I actually do know it was because I was getting Ellie back on. <laughs> um, and so that that's three people in a short amount of time. Yeah. Five years. And what you have left. Okay. We're going to put a pause. Yep. Okay. Now, Ellie, do you want to tell us a little bit about your brother and about losing your brother? Yeah. So I hadn't really experienced grief before Brady. I had lost a few family members, but nobody who I was very close with, like the death was still very sad, but I wouldn't say it was something that I had to grieve. But um, Brady passed away March of last year, very unexpectedly, he took his own life. And yeah, it's been a journey. I've never grieved. I'd never really been around anybody who had before. So this whole year has just been learning and experiencing everything. 
I just feel like, like what you said, just hit right on the head of why I want to do this podcast. So I want to ask you, I want to start by asking you guys both, um, what is it that you needed when you found out that you lost your, because you lost your brother, who is definitely your, right, your, your rock, right? That was my best friend, yep. Yep. And you lost your mother and your sister, and they were your whole world. Literally. Literally. <laughs> your, your, my daughter and my nephew. Yes. Your, your mom, your sister, your, I'm sorry, your grandmother, your mother, and your sister you lost. And that was your whole world besides, yeah. Yeah. And so what, I'm assuming that what you needed when it first, when you first found out, um, and what you needed maybe even midway through and what you need now are all, are different. But tell yeah, me. Absolutely. Okay, good. In the, in the very beginning, when you guys first found out, Ellie, I want to start with you. Tell me, in retrospect, what was it that you needed? Honestly, I needed to be alone. I, I was going to say the very, same thing. I just, I wanted to hole up in my apartment. And it was very different because I'm very close with my mom. Mm-hmm. And so I also got to watch her grief journey. And she was the opposite. She needed to be around people all of the time. And so she was trying to include me in that. Mm-hmm. But I really needed the opposite. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want anybody at my place. I didn't want to talk on the phone. I didn't answer texts. I didn't want to go to work. I wanted me, myself, and I. It was with that, does that include Chuck? Yeah. Really? Because he's the type of person... You know those people where you can just, they don't drain your social battery or anything. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. You can just sit in silence with them or do whatever you normally do, and you don't even know that they're in the room. They're just there. Yeah. Those kind of people, yeah, I need it around. Like, really, my best friend and Chuck and otherwise. What about nobody. for you? I know you kind of said the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I... I needed to go inside Mm. and then I'm going to be the crier, which I'm never, so this is really odd. Um, I'll probably join you at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I needed to go inside and I needed to shut the world out other than you, my daughter, my nephew. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it was like anybody ancillary, I just couldn't handle because I have so much to handle. Mm-hmm. So that's a very profound statement. And so when you found yourself experiencing, I mean, it's just no, I mean, I don't have any other word, but just extreme heartbreak, like extreme heartbreak. When you guys were in that place, um, did you ever feel afraid? Because I, I guess I'm asking from my perspective. I am afraid of that loneliness of that, of you wanting to be alone when you're sad. And I think that's probably many people because when people are depressed and essentially there's a, there's, that's what you're going through is an element of depression. Right. And so when people are depressed, a lot of times what they don't need is to be alone. And I think society has probably had a, had it in your mind to not leave somebody alone when they're in pain, but grief is a different kind of pain, right? Oh yeah. 
Actually, Ellie, would you, this is going to be a tough one, maybe a tough one. Yeah. Could you explain, and this might sound dumb, could you explain grief to us as you experienced it? And, I, and I'm asking you because uh, of your Facebook post, it said it yeah. so eloquently. And when we talked about it at our training session, you just hit it on, you just hit it like, I just think people need to hear it. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you were just saying like, it just, it was just, you were like, grief was not what you expected it to be. And you had. Oh, it's just, it's everything in a way. I don't know. You hear grief and I think people expect sad, but like grief really is everything. It's sad it's happy in my opinion what my mom and i have really said is grief and those feelings it's all like pent up love with nowhere to go like in a way and it sounds so silly i'm honored to feel the grief that i do for my brother because i know i wouldn't feel that if i didn't love him so much like he's somebody who is worthy of grieving truly <laughs> like and you know, if you look at it in different ways, it's a beautiful thing in a way, but there's many different ways, I guess, that you look at it for mm -hmm. grief journey. Yeah, if that makes any sense. I feel like I'm word vomiting now. No. <laughs> I think that is, I mean, I think that it, that's so interesting because again, for someone like me who has never lost somebody close, I don't really understand. And I think it's within that you know, it's that grief that um, seems like it's the largest part to deal with, yeah, right? But what it I hear- never goes away. That's okay. It never. And I think that's the hardest thing for me personally was to accept that this is something I'm going to be carry with me my entire life. That you're going to feel yeah. because his loss will never be unlost. Yeah, no. So at what point um, did you both feel, I'm going to start with you, Ashley, that you were about ready to come out of your hole? And what did you need at that point? Well, for me, it looked different for each of those individuals. So for my sister, it was, I couldn't sit in my own space for more than 24 hours because my mother couldn't deal. So I had to take everything on. Mm -hmm. um, and with my sisters, it was something I saw coming. And I, and although you, it, although you know, it's coming, it doesn't make it easier. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. for my mom, we didn't see it coming <laughs> and it came really fast. Um, she found out in at Christmas time, and she passed in March and I'm still grieving her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Cause it's your mom. It's your mom. Like, I don't know. We all have that one person that knows us ins and outs and is everything. Mm -hmm. Like when you're scared, when you're hurt, when you're happy, when you're whatever, there's always that one person that, wants to live that life with you. And for me, that was my mom. Mm -hmm. So then now it's like, you know, I just bought a new house. Like mm -hmm. I would have loved to show my mom that mm -hmm. it's bittersweet. I can't, 
Mm-hmm. I was thinking that. So I'm in Minnesota right now um, helping Ashley move. And there were times where we were moving and I was thinking, oh gosh, your mom would have loved to have been here. I don't even know what she would have. (laughs) I can't even imagine how she would have responded to being here. But then from my perspective, is it appropriate to say something like when, when is it, when is it? I mean, I guess because it's never going to be painful to hear their names as, you know. For for me, and I can only speak for myself, um, I like talking about my loved ones mm-hmm. with people I feel safe with. Ooh. Yes. Um, because it's unpredictable. I'm Like I said, I'm typically... of the time, not a crier, Mm -hmm. but you get me on this topic with these two people Mm -hmm. and I'm a hot mess on public (laughs) television here, whatever you want to call it, streaming. Um, With people I don't know, I can speak of my sister as an educational point and hopes of preventing somebody else from going down that same path and talking to family members that maybe are dealing with a family member that is addic- has addiction issues mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, and I can, I can hold those conversations with people I don't know and be very neutral mm-hmm. and educational. Um, so I guess it just kind of depends on who you are in my life at this point. Mm. Ellie, what about for you? What about, when did you decide that, like, when did you feel like you were coming to a point where you needed people around you again? I would say, I really feel like this year i feel like more myself more because i don't know about you ashley but i just feel like it affects it every point of my life like even if i would go out with friends and stuff last year i feel like i would be okay for 30 minutes and then i would just need to go home and i would need to go to bed and now i feel like i want and i'm at a point now where it's something that I feel like I can talk about and I want to talk about Brady last year. That was a different story. I really didn't talk about it at all, but now I want to, you know, you want to keep their memory alive and talk about the things that made you happy. And I feel like all of that has really just started though, really in the past, maybe couple of months. Does it hurt? to hear their names. Usually for me, it usually makes me smile because at, at this point, what I remember is all the good things. Mm. So at this point in time, and I'm a little Mm. bit more removed than Ellie is. So Ellie might have a different opinion on this, but um, I like hearing their names now. And I like talking about them and all the gifts that they shared and, all the wonder that they brought to this world. Mm. Yes. So what about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, actually, we're gonna pause really quickly. Come on over. We have a guest. We have a third guest. <laughs> oh, it's cold enough. This is Alasia. She is <laughs> she is my wonderful niece, Ashley's amazing daughter. And she's hanging out with us. She's actually trying very hard to stay out of our way while we're <laughs> podcasting. But if you listen to my podcast last week, I'm not great at keeping kids out of the podcast. So, so we're, don't say sorry. I'm glad they get to see your face. 
your mom was just speaking wonderfully about you. So, <laughs> so Ellie, with you, is it hard for you to hear Brady's name? No, because I, I do. It's it helps it to be acknowledged. I think now, acknowledgement has helped me. Okay, let me. Um, and then okay, so now, what do you think? Somebody who truly wants to come alongside with you and, um, you know, live life with you. What would that look like at this point at your, in your, in your loss, in your grieving stage? Me. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I didn't say your name, Ellie. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like looking at a computer wondering why you can't see me looking at you. <laughs> I just feel like it's very hot and cold. Like, I feel like you really just have, in my mind, good days and bad days. And I mean, people who know me, I mean, my people close enough now, I can, I can just say I'm having a bad day or I'm missing Brady extra today or, but for new people, it's hard because, you know, they don't understand or at work if I'm just feeling really off it's hard because not everybody knows what's going on inside your mind and the world keeps going and keeps moving and you kind of feel like you're stuck sometimes in the same position what about for you i forgot the question i was listening to her answer <laughs> <laughs> sorry what's the best way somebody can come alongside you at this stage so oh, okay so Ironically, we just had this happen when I was visiting you. So I think everybody's fear when they're like you, for mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. like when they're the friend, not the one grieving, is that they don't know, should I say the name? Should I not say the name? Mm -hmm. Should I bring this up? Should I not bring that up? And I think in general, like you just need to have that honest conversation with the person. Like, I just assumed Sahai would know, like, yes, let's talk about the great things about my family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sahai was like, I don't want to talk about these people because every time I do, you crash. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but that's the only time I let it out is when I feel safe, which is with you. Mm. So when we just had this conversation, because I ironically called my daughter by my sister's name, which has never happened to me in my life. And then we went to visit you and you said something about Holly and mm -hmm. you're like, oh wait, no. And then we had this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think as a friend or a supporter, having those real conversations and just saying to that person that's grieving, you know, is it okay if we talk about them? Mm -hmm. Is it is it not okay? I mean, would you rather we wait? Can you let me know when it's okay? You know? Or just test the waters every now and again as a friend mm -hmm. and just be like, you know, today, you know, and in Ellie's situation, maybe she's not ready to have those conversations, mm -hmm. but I'm five years or more out. And so now I feel like, yes, I want to talk about them. Mm, okay. You know? So I think that's a really good point to people like me who haven't lost somebody is to uh, trust in the friendship. Yes. And to just maybe and give grace. So the response may not be beautiful when it's a no, 
right? <laughs> but to ask, like, hey, do you want to talk about, you know, Brady today? Do you want to talk about? Yeah. And I and it was we you were you were at my house and I stuttered because I said Holly's name yeah. and I I've not said Holly's name since she passed, and so it was like, and I and I had already like started it, so I had to commit to it, and then I immediately had to be like, okay. I was really uncomfortable, but I had right. to ask you, yeah, I had to like get my wits about me, talk myself off that ledge. Like you said, Ellie, all these things that happen in your head, all these conversations you have in your head, right? So I'm thinking these things and I've learned, right? 99% of the things you worry about don't ever happen. I'm sitting in my own head worried about what emotional roller coaster I might spark by saying her name and, or might have sparked by saying her name. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I'm sure she said her name, but this is the first time I've said her name. And so all these things. And then it was like, well, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. So I finally just said, hey, it was it was within five minutes. I was like, that's the first time I've said her name. How do you feel about that? <laughs> and it is literally that ignorance that I have that sparked the question. So we are um, getting close to the end. I know already, I know of the podcast, but I, one thing I, it was really important that I really would like to do is I would like to give you guys both about three minutes to talk about your loved ones. So I would like, uh, Ellie, if you would like to, do you think that would be helpful? Sure. I would like you to tell a little, I don't, cause I don't know Brady. I never got to meet him. I just know one day you came in and he was not here anymore. And so, and I know you had bracelets made. You guys had bracelets, love like Brady. Yeah. I, I've never asked you about that because I didn't want to like <laughs> spark a well, bad memory. So, perfect, so I can yeah, that. we started that because of him and who he was. Well, my mom, really, I have to give her the credit. She's the one that started all of that. But Brady was the most loving, selfless person, giving, kind just did so many things for people and would never expect anything in return. And he was 25 and him and I always joked that we were two children trapped in adult bodies. We had electric scooters that we would ride all around here in Jordan Creek and we watched SpongeBob and just did stupid things together. But my mom started this love like Brady thing kind of just to keep his name alive and to encourage people to love like Brady, to do something that Brady would do, to put a smile on somebody's face, like every drive through or anything we went through, he would find something to compliment the person about or find some way to make them laugh. And that's what we want to keep alive. He, I always said he touched more people in his short 25 years here than most people will ever touch in their lifetime. I mean, he was just a person to remember. Tell me, would you, if you could, tell me your favorite funny moment with Brady. Oh <laughs> that is so, okay. Oh, there's so many. You can pick a few. You still have three minutes left of your talk time. I really was giving you guys both five minutes. So, <laughs> well, one that I can 
I can think of off just the top of my head is because the memory just popped up on my Snapchat um, a few days ago. But we had gone, we're very family oriented people and we would always do like a family dinner or family brunch once a week or something. And it was just so happens that it was at Perkins and him and I had gone together and we had rolled both windows down and we were sitting in the parking lot waiting for the rest of our family to show up. And I don't remember what song we were playing, but we were messing around with like Snapchat filters on my phone Mm -hmm. and he was making the most obscene face. Like (laughs) the high, I'll have to show you the video. I can't reenact it. I can't put myself on the internet like that. (laughs) And we look up and bless this man's heart. There's this old man just standing (laughs) in the middle of the parking lot. Just looking at him, what the heck? I mean, fully stopped and turned, just looking at him like, what is he? And he I was, love that. He was a child. He was a literal child trapped in a 25-year-old's body. So, And I can imagine him looking at the man and saying something like, some, giving the man some kind of compliment yeah, to make him feel gosh, good. He's just always doing something. <laughs> okay, or, okay, yep. this is a good one. We went to the Great Wolf Lodge one year. Have you guys been to the Great Wolf Lodge? Mm-hmm. Yep. So wait, okay. for those that don't know, the Great Wolf Lodge is a hotel that has an amusement park on the inside. Water slides. Water slides. And the wand quest. Did you guys do the wand quest? No. <laughs> What's a wand quest? <laughs> so throughout the whole hotel, they have like this wand quest. And you go and you buy these wands and you have to complete the whole quest. It's like a big scavenger hunt. And at the end of it, you fight the dragon. <laughs> and in this room where you fight the dragon, they've got like big swords and axes and stuff on the wall Mm -hmm. and i'm in there it's my moment and i'm fighting the dragon and brady and his friend run in with a screwdriver mind you he's probably 14 at the time 13 (laughs) he comes in with a screwdriver in a plastic bag i don't know where he got a screwdriver at a hotel and they unscrew this giant sword off (gasps) and we snuck it Underneath, my mom had rented a minivan to take all of us to the Great Wolf Lodge, and we'd snuck it under the seats of the minivan and took this thing all the way home. <laughs> and she had no idea, and we still have it. That <laughs> is, now she knows. I was gonna say, does she know now? That is, yeah, she knows now. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Brady sounds like he was just amazing, just a force. He was, he was person to know. It smiles on people's faces, silly yes. humor, like loved his sister enough to like take a screwdriver down because you're going to win by golly. Uh, he was very protective over his sister, yes. Oh, I love that. And he got to meet Chuck. Yes. And did, and him and Chuck get along? Yes. And that makes you happy in your heart? Yeah. I love that so much. Ellie, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of Brady with us. It makes our heart really happy. Oh, don't know. You're not going anywhere yet. I just want to thank you for sharing. (laughs) Sharing about Brady. And then Ashley, would you like to share some stories about grandma, mom, sister? Not particularly. (laughs) Um, But I will say the way you described Brady, Ellie, was how I would describe my sister Mm -hmm. growing up. Mm -hmm. Yes. My sister went into the military and came back changed. Mm -hmm. So she has a son. And ironically, I was just talking about this earlier today with his girlfriend, that when my sister passed, he had 
he was 13 and he's now 22. And so I don't know if he has memories of his mom or not, Mm. you know, because it was such a traumatic event at such a young age. So I wonder if bringing up his mom is a good or bad thing. And I was just talking this through with his girlfriend and I was like, because I want him to know the mom Mm. before the military because he's so much like her in his caring heart, in his kindness, all of that. And so I want him to see who his mom really was in her core and know that mm-hmm. and fill his, his memories and his love for her with that. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was just the most amazing person I know. Mm-hmm. She really was. She taught me all, the, all of it, you know, how to be a fighter, how to be a single mom, how to love, how to give, how to not back down, when to back down, you know, she was everything. Mm-hmm. What about, you want to say anything about your grandma? <laughs> the, I'm going to say a funny story about my grandma. Okay, good. Um, I love my grandma to pieces. Ironically, she, she died when she was in her eighties. Um, and she was always a brunette. Um, all of my life, the year she got sick, she let her hair go natural Mm -hmm. and it turns out it's curly and snow white, not an ounce of pepper or gray (laughs) anywhere. And it was stunning. I say that because I have curly hair. Nobody else does in my family. Um, you wouldn't know it because I straightened it today, but, um, the funny part was she was such a staunch German, mm-hmm. like that very on the line, wasn't so warm, fuzzy hugs, feels, whatever. And me and my grandma had a great relationship. And so I would write cards to my grandma, like old school cards, not taxes. And then she would send me cards and I always kept her cards and I had one on my island and she wrote, I love you at the bottom. And I didn't think anything of it. My mom came to visit and she read the card because you know, she knows her mom's writing and she's like, how did you get her to say, I love you? She never tells me I love you. She never even sends me cards. And I'm like, because she likes me more. <laughs> Grandbabies can do that. You know, grandbabies pull out a whole nother. I should probably shouldn't have shared that story. Cause my cousin follows you too. <laughs> and Lindsay, if you're watching and grandma didn't send you the card, I'm sorry. Actually, Lindsay just got a card from me because she was a winner and I sent her a card in the mail. So I know I'm not grandma, Lindsay, but you do got the card from me. (laughs) I love that. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Do you guys have any other stories you'd like to share? Here's the thing. I don't know if five people are going to listen to this podcast or a hundred people or a million people because it will be out there forever. And this is a place where just one little place in this world where your loved one's memories can be out there. So is there anything else you wanted to share? Ellie, I'll start with you about Brady. Okay, or... I have to share something that yes. was kind of ironic because it just happened to me today. And yes. It was kind of a God moment. But Brady was a 25-year-old male candle lover, obsessed, and they had to be Yankee Candle. <laughs> it is his apartment. He had a whole storage closet with Yankee candles, like 
all different colors, seasons. What it was like an addiction <laughs> to the extreme. <laughs> and for his one year death anniversary, um, my family and I had gone around to just a lot of his favorite places, and Yankee Candle was one of them. And we gave them a bag of Reese's, and then our little love like Brady bands that we have. And today I had gone into Yankee Candle. I was out with a friend um, at the mall and I had gone in there and you know how you can do personalized candles. Mm -hmm. I had gone in and she had nudged me and over by their computer was a personalized candle here. I don't know. Can you see me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With his face on it. So we had these made. But there was another one with the it's exact same picture on it right next to their computer where you make the candles. And I had asked the girl, I said, who did that? And she was like, oh, we did. Um, apparently, I, I just asked about him yesterday. He was one of our most loyal customers or something like that. Everybody knew him or something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's my brother. And it was just such a weird that is so cool wait so they had the so they had so you walked into the store to bless them with brady and and they they had had his like brady band around it so they had just done all of that oh and i had said to my friend i said i need to go to yankee candle really quick for brady like i just said i have to do it because i'm here for brady it'd be wrong not to and you walked in and there was a candle with your brother's face on it and the love like brady bracelet around it so if anyone's at Jordan Creek. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really cool, that's a really cool story. So then they, they sold you the candle? No. So we had these made. Okay. On his one year. Okay. For ourselves. But it was just, they had the same picture and everything. I was like, you're, you just took their candle though? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Think he would want it there. Good. Oh, good. That is so cool, but also hilarious that he went in there enough that they knew who he was. And we had them look up his like phone number in their system, and they had like a point ranking system, and he was like the highest you can get in the <laughs> system. So you were not at all exaggerating when you said he changed lives. The people at Literally Yankee Candle, lives. a year after he passed away, put a memorial up for him. That is how you know he is an amazing, he was an amazing man. Yeah. And you got to be his sister. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm so, thank you for sharing that. And then do you have any other last stories that you thought of or you wanted to? Uh, Well, you and I had talked about what you don't want to hear. Oh, yes. When you're grieving. Yes. I want to speak to that. Yes. um, Because. I don't have any great stories. I totally did. <laughs> um, what I never wanted to hear and what would actually, I would hear and it would invoke anger just naturally in me was it will get better with time. You don't know that. Uh, you didn't know yes. that. Stop it. Yes. Um, they're in a better place. Yes, that might be true, but yes. I want them here with me because mm. with me yes. is where they belong. Yes. Um, what else, Ali? I know you probably got some of these things that you heard. Do you um, have some things that people said to you that were not like the opposite? Yeah, of- I, I'm not kidding. That is one of the biggest ones. Is they're in a better place now. Yeah, I hate that. Mm. Yeah. So I did. I think I have said this to you. I think I did say this to you. 
Um, I said, I said, well, she's not in pain anymore. Is that, and that's okay. Is that hard still yeah. too? Cause I think if I love somebody enough, I would rather than be in pain and be with me. No. <laughs> so when you love somebody, mm -hmm. you never want them in pain. Mm -hmm. And when they hurt, you hurt. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would any given day rather hear at least they're not in pain than they're in a better place mm -hmm. or yeah. it'll get better. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I can see how those are polarizing, you know, to this day, like it's been years. And like Ellie said, grief to me is like a river. It's got yeah. the still calm. Mm -hmm. It's got runny, rap, you know, quick rapids that can either be happy, bubbly rapids, or they can be super anger filled rapids. You know, there's, it's, you're going with the most. Do you find that you struggle a lot during this time of year, Ashley? Cause I feel oh, like 100. It, it really hits around the holidays. Well, cause that's when you always, always got together, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so yes, there's definite different triggers and I could be just fine one minute and then fall apart. Like Ellie said, you know, it's like, I don't want you to tell me it gets better with time because for me, it's not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the days and how much it consumes me gets better, but the yeah. pain is always the pain. Mm -hmm. It'll never get easier. No, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Um, I heard once just on a PSA for people. I I think maybe, and, and correct me if this is wrong, if you don't know what to say, maybe just don't say anything other than I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I heard once the most awful response, a woman had twins, lost one of her twins, and somebody came up to her and said, well, at least you still have one. That's awful. Isn't that awful? Yeah. But there's, I think that there's, um, I think that the dumb things that are said or that the hurtful things that are said are said out of a desperation to try to make it better. And it's not healthy, no but the only, yeah. And the only way that I think that we can get past that stigma is to talk about it. Right. Because yeah. I know at first it was, there were certain things that people said all the time and people were like, don't ever say that to me. So then you think they're in a better place is something better. And yeah. then you hear it's, it's not. Yeah. And I think that we think these things because we don't ask. Well, what would you love to hear? Go ahead. For me, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear anything mm. unless you're telling me a great story about my loved one that's gone. Mm. Something funny, something, some way they impacted your life, something they blessed you with. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you didn't know them, and you're there for me, and you're just trying to make me feel better, don't force me to feel better. Let me sit where I need to sit. You don't need to tell me it'll get better in time. Like, if you don't know what to say, hug me and say, I'm there for you when you're ready. Mm -hmm. And then I'll come to you. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't want to be in my space or I'm shutting down like I do, um, I had a friend just come to my door ring my doorbell. I open the doorbell and it's dinner. Mm. It was one less thing I had to try to function through. You know, it's those things for me. Yeah. So coming alongside and helping you in life after yeah. is what was helpful and not talking about the situation or the yeah. person necessarily, but just a hug or a dinner or 
a phone conversation to talk about something completely different, maybe, or uh, that I think those are really good, helpful tips for people. I feel a lot more um, ready to, you know, handle when, if somebody loses something, somebody, um, Ellie, I don't want to rush you. I love you so much. I thank you so much for being on here, but you got to go. I know you got to go. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap up the podcast. So I'm gonna wrap it up without you. Cause I know you got to scoot. Ellie has a dinner date with some friend, her maid of honor, right. And her boyfriend and his, and the other boyfriend, they're going to go have a double date and I don't want to keep them. You were so generous in doing this for me. And you are such a trooper. Cause I realized many minutes into this that you can't see anybody. You don't see oh, anything I'm, but a camera, but like the ring light <laughs> and like you see a white. So like to have this honest conversation and be looking at equipment, I thank you so much for, um, cause it was not a, an easy one to have. And I, I thank you for your knowledge. I thank you for your wisdom. And I thank you for talking. Well, thank you for being, I think, such a comfortable person. You, you have a way of making these conversations easier. Oh, good. Well, good. And I want you to know, just on a personal note, I think I said this to you before. If we are ever in a session and you want to talk about Brady, that's all we'll talk about. I, I'll still yell at you to get up and do another rep, but <laughs> we could talk about it. Put a lot of talking about Brady. Yes. Okay. I love you. You go. I'm going to get off here with you so you can go, and then we'll wrap up the, the um, podcast. Thank you, Ellie. Bye, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I love that you said that, Ashley. I love that you – Um. I think that you gave me um, some tips and things, you know, of how to be a good friend and, and help me to feel comfortable, not just with you, but other people too, and what to say and what not to say. Um, and I think that's helpful. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's, it's the everyday life that's hard to live when you're hit with grief at the magnitude. Mm -hmm. but you're also not willing to share your time because you want to be like, for me, I wanted to be around my nephew and my, and my daughter mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. But like, you may not have known what to say, mm -hmm. but you showed up mm -hmm. in your way. And that's what matters. Thank you. False, false. Mm, how do I want to say it? False statements or things that you don't know just make you mad don't say <laughs> it just makes you mad like i don't know i i think of my cousin Lindsay. she lost her mom as well and she was very young as well and i know to this day Lindsay still misses her mom. Mm -hmm. Like we've had conversations where like, or with texts where it's just like, I miss my mom. And she'll be like, yeah, I miss mine too. <laughs> and yeah, they're in heaven together. And that's great. But we really wish they were here. <laughs> but also if you could be here. But you know, yeah. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I hope that this podcast helps people like me to be a better friend. But I hope it um, also helps people like you have a voice. It does. So thank you. Can um, I thank you before you wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Sahai. Um, because this podcast means so much to so many in so many different ways. 
the spectrum of difficulty that you're talking about, there's always humor, but there's always seriousness. And it's like, these are real life issues. Mm -hmm. And we're in our forties and you didn't know how to address me. Like these, you bring up a lot of topics that nobody teaches their kids. And so we have to teach each other. Mm -hmm. And when you're grieving, you do feel alone. When I lost my mom, I really felt alone. But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. You know, Ellie lost her her brother. My cousin lost her mom. You know, there's so many people that have lost so many close to them. Mm-hmm. And you shed light on that and try to find the positive without giving false placation. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you to you. Thank you. She's my best friend. She's supposed to say that. (laughs) I appreciate that. I really do. Um, The heart of this podcast is exactly that. I'm 40 years old and there's so many things that I don't know. And I know we're going to die and and not know a lot of things. But the things I can know, the things that can help people, that's what I want to try to dig in. So thank you. I'm glad it's helpful for you. I, I hope it's helpful for anybody that listens. So thank you. More than you know. So we get to some housekeeping (laughs) things. Um, One, if you notice, I did say last week we were going to have Soulful Santa on. Um, I am not in my normal location, so we don't have Soulful Santa on. I will think of a way to do Soulful Santa though. So if you watch this and you're waiting for it, congratulations, you made it to the end. Soulful Santa is not making an appearance this time. I think Soulful Santa needs to show up sometime during the week at a random post. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Soulful Santa will make it <laughs> maybe on a story. And if you respond to that story, you'll be entered into the drawing for that week. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. Um, I want to um, I want to thank everybody that is listening, that takes the time to tune in. What I'm learning about this podcast life is there are a million podcasts. There's a million people out there. A lot of them have really good stuff to say. Some of them don't, right? <laughs> but you get to choose who to listen to. And and when you choose to um, let my world come into your world, it is such an honor for me. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to live transparently um, with you. Um, we're still doing the thankful thing. So stick with those thankful things. I've gotten zero thankfulness things since I've stopped posting them. (laughs) So even if you're not sending them to me, I hope you guys are taking time each day to think about something that you're thankful for. Um, And if you think about it, send it to me because I would love to um, highlight you. Um, I have a call to action. I haven't had a call to action. I have a call to action this time. My call to action is if you're hearing this and you've lost somebody, um, my call to action is if you have somebody that could help you on this journey by listening, let them know if you can. If you are on the side of it, that's me, and you don't know what to do or say, um, be intentional about reaching out to your friends who have lost someone. Um, be intentional about thinking about those stories of how they have affected you, affected your life, and share it with that person. Um, be intentional about calling, and, and not often, maybe a few times a year, 
Um, but be intentional about calling your friend and saying, hey, I just thought this conversation we could talk about fill in the blank. Um, that's my call to action. Be intentional with your friends that have lost something, somebody. And if you have lost somebody and and you feel that there's a gap there, there's, there's a need there, um, a loss there that a friend could fill, bring a friend into your grieving. Bring a friend into that journey with um, you. Trust your friendship. We talked last week about living authentically and transparently and vulnerably. Um, trust that friendship. That's my call to action for the listeners um, for this week. Or not for this week, for your life. <laughs> uh, stay tuned uh, for Spotify. If you haven't, it's it's taken a while for my brain to understand that some people can hear me and not see me. Some people can see me, not hear me. Some people are on my Instagram, but don't listen to the podcast. There's a whole plethora of you all. You really are getting the full breadth of what I'm offering when you listen to the podcast and you are on Instagram for our week, for our midweek check-ins and touch bases. So um, with that, um, get on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Unwind with us too. Um, um, look out for our podcast. It's on, or I'm sorry, our, our playlist, our music playlist. They're on Spotify. Unwind with us too is our Spotify playlist. There's also a link in the link tree in our Instagram page. The cool thing about the pot, the playlist, the playlists are are um, a combination. I have no words, sorry, of yeah. music. <laughs> it's a compilation of music by my guests that have been on, uh, sometimes by me. And so, what you end up having are some really cool musical playlists that are super diverse and fun to listen to. So check into those. That's a um, that's just something that I that we offer that is really fun and helps with the midweek. So look for that playlist. They come out every Wednesday. I always post something on Instagram so that you can get to it. Otherwise, we're right on Spotify, Unwind With Us too. Um, and it's just a fun music playlist to, to jam to. Um, next week. What do I have next week? I wanted, I was trying to be, I'm trying to be intentional about foretelling what's coming up the next week, but I, I am, I was intentional about saying the words. Now what we're actually talking about. Ooh, next week we are looking at talking about pelvic floor health. Now you'll want to tune into that for so many reasons. Uh, one, if you don't think it affects you, you're wrong. <laughs> If you don't know what it is, check in. If you think, well, this is really more of a woman's problem, again, you are wrong. I um, have had my own journey with pelvic floor health, and it is one that's really hard for me to talk about. It's a vulnerable state for me. And so next week, that's where we're digging into. We're going into transparency of um, pelvic floor health. And because it affected my life so much, I want to bring it to you guys and I'm hoping that we can be aware, we can be knowledgeable, we can educate ourselves about our bodies and um, have a healthier future moving forward. So stay tuned with, uh, stay tuned, get with me next week. It's going to be a good one. Um, it's going to be a hard one for me, but it's going to be a good one. Um, I think that's all I have for you. I can't say it enough. I want to hear from you. My, I check, I check my email unwind with us too at gmail incessantly. 
unwind with us, the number two at Gmail. And just in case you're wondering, I've only gotten two emails. <laughs> so, I check it incessantly because if you want to write, I want to hear. Um, so if there's something you're thankful about, you want to write about, if there's just something on your mind you want to write about, if there's an issue you want help rehashing, I'm here for it. So feel free to email. Please don't hesitate to email me. Um, also, you can you can uh, DM me on Instagram. Like, subscribe, so you can be stay tuned for these when they come out. And that's all I have for you. Um, thank you so much for um, joining me. Um, thank you for your vulnerability. Ellie, I know you're not on this anymore, but thank you for so much. I just, my heart is so full. I hope your heart is full. Um, and I'm super thankful for you guys. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.